Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. Epiphany of the Lord is a, a traditional day that we celebrate in the church. Prior to the 1960s in the Vatican II Council, we used to celebrate this on the 6th of January. 6th of January being the 12th day of Christmas, the 12th day since Christmas was celebrated on the 25th of December. Some of us called it Little Christmas. Remember that growing up, that term, Little Christmas. In the church calendar, Sundays used to be measured as up until preparation for Lent as Sundays after Epiphany. In today's gospel, we have, you might say, three representations of royalty. For there's, of course, there's King Herod, King Herod the Great, who is the principal character as the leader of the Israel people. We have the the Magi, the kings that came from the east. And then we have Jesus, the king, Christ, the king. And if we look at them, there are great contrasts among each of the three of them. Herod the Great was not a Jew. Through political skills, he was able to become the king and was placed there on the throne by the Roman government. The Magi were probably from Persia which is today Iran. They were also not Jews, but they were aware that there was a Messiah coming to the world and they wanted to find out more about it. They saw this star and it meant something to them. It was a different star that had not appeared previously. And then we have Jesus, Jesus who is born into poverty. Herod the Great was a a very treacherous person He was concerned about his power, about his wealth, about everything he had, all his material goods and whatever. He had 10 wives, we are told by the historians, and more than half of them he killed. He even killed members of his family, including his children. After he he, uh, was, was unable to locate Jesus, the child, he may put an order out that all children under, male children under the age of two should be put to death. He was very threatened by the thought there might be another king out there to rival him. The Magi were, as I said, concerned about finding this savior. They left the comfort of their palaces and they searched for this Messiah. And they brought gifts along with them. They really are the first Gentiles to worship Christ. Christ was born, well, how? He was born in the cold, dark of winter. He was born on the shortest days of the year in in late December. He was born physically in a stable or a cave or a barn or a place that housed the animals. If you've been in a barn, It's okay for the animals, but it's nice to go other places. 
We wouldn't want to have to live in a barn. Just the smell is enough, isn't it? You're going to say, oh, he was God. He probably warmed the place for everybody. He probably made a sweet smell. I don't think so. He was born as a human being just like us. And it was ugly where he was born. It's important to remember that, I think. Everything about his birth was contrary to what a royal birth would be. And then, not with all of this, but then he's pursued by this king who is jealous of him. There's a story that was told by uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen, the late Bishop Sheen, who was a, a great storyteller. He tell, told the story of three men who went to the big city for a long weekend or a holiday, and uh, they stayed in a large hotel. They wound up being uh, put in a room on the 15th floor. High up, beautiful view, nice place to be. And the day they arrived, they checked into the room. They went out, have dinner, have a few drinks, have a good time. And when they came back to the hotel, they were told that the elevator wasn't working. The only way to get back to the room on the 15th floor was to go up the stairs. And so they said to one another, well, let's try to make the, the walk up the stairs a little more interesting. Let's tell stories. We'll take turns telling stories. In the first third of the trip, let's tell stories about humorous situations, something funny to laugh at. The second phase, let's talk about good things that happen, stories about nice things and good things. And on the third, the last group, group of stairs, we will talk about sad stories or unhappy stories. So they got toward the end of their trip up the stairs. It went very well. And uh, the final man had to tell his story, and they said, well, what do you have to say? And he said, I forgot the key. <laughs> Bishop Sheen was great at telling stories that made you laugh. Anyway, these wise men, we call them the wise men as well as the magi, brought gifts with them, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold which represents royalty. It's something worth a lot of value. If you have gold, you have some financial security, and it will be there to maybe be used if you get into some difficulties or finding things you need to sustain your, your physical, your body. And then there's frankincense, which is the, the incense, which when we light it, it has a sweet smell. It has smoke that goes up to the heavens and disappears. And then myrrh is the embalming uh, spice that is used. When, when a body, when a person dies, their body is bombed with myrrh to make it uh, uh, whatever you need for the embalmed body, to make it last longer, I guess, to preserve the body. But these three gifts represent something also. You might say the gold represents the that royalty, but it also means, represents a gift that we could have for our, our soul. When we are baptized, we receive the spiritual, the, the theologicus, we say, of faith, hope, and charity. It's like a little seed that's planted in our soul when we are baptized. And through the rest of our life, we nurture those seeds so that our faith grows. We're here tonight because we want to nurture our faith. 
the hope, the trust in God, the charity towards one another. Frankincense, we could say, represents our prayer life, that we offer our prayers to God. We take time to offer up to him some kind of a sweetness, some kind of a, a reverence for him. We ask him for what we need. We thank him for what he gives us. Our prayer takes many forms. And finally, the myrrh, the myrrh which is used to embalm the body of Christ. When Christ died, his body was embalmed. Christ died for our sins. Christ suffered much, was crucified, died a terrible death for our sins. He was sacrificed. So these three ideas of, of the, the gifts that God give us, God gives us these gifts, just like the, the Magi gave the gifts to, to Jesus when they came to visit him. When we die, we hope that the mountain we climb will be worth the effort. But we hope that we will have the key to open the gates of heaven when we get to the top, don't we? If we live a life of just being nice to each other, is that good enough? I'm not sure that's good enough. We need to use these gifts that we have, these gifts we receive at baptism, these gifts of having a prayer life, these gifts of offering our sacrifice or accepting the sacrifices that come our way. Poverty is a great thing. When uh, St. Basil the Great was confronted by the emperor, emperor about sending him into exile because he didn't agree with what he was teaching the people, Basil's response was, you can send me into exile. I've given away everything I own. It will make no difference to me whether I'm here or in exile. Poverty can free us. Not hanging on to those material things in our life can be a freeing aspect of our life. Father Keith has suggested to us in the past of living below our means. Living below our means. To not take every good thing I can buy with, with what I have, but to maybe settle for a little less at times. So poverty is, is a great gift to be able to get along with less, to sacrifice, to know that our Redeemer, Christ the Lord, has sacrificed for us. The Magi had a star that they followed to get to Jerusalem, to get to Bethlehem, to get to that area where Jesus was, but then the star disappeared, and so they went to Herod to get some information. That's why they went to Herod, because the star wasn't there, they didn't see it anymore. In our lives, we have this closeness to God, but then we have this sense of maybe sometimes he disappears or we don't sense his presence in our life. We all have those times when the star goes out, but to recognize that God is always there. St. Paul writes in the letter to the second letter to the Corinthians, it's the 12th chapter, he writes about how he had this temptation that, that bothered him a lot. And he said, three times I asked the Lord to remove this from me. And his response was, my grace is sufficient for you. God's grace is always out there for us. You know, in that cha same chapter, Paul writes that when I am weak, then I am strong. I'm strongest when I'm in the weakest. When I'm strongest when I sense my reality of who I am in relation to this world. 
In conclusion, the Magi prostrated themselves, prostrated themselves in front of Jesus, this child born in Bethlehem. In a short time after the Holy of Holy acclamation, we will be prostrating ourselves, not, not by laying down on the floor, but we will be kneeling down for the first time that we've been since the Mass started. We kneel down, we prostrate ourselves in front of the Lord. And why do we? Because the bread and the wine are going to become the body and blood of Christ. So we thank God for this, this beautiful feast day of Epiphany, this feast day that gives us an opportunity to recognize what real royalty is about. Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. For additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.sanneaz.org. Again, that's www.stanneaz.org. St. Anne, pray for us.